This is Decoding Learning Differences with Kimberlyn Lavelle, and this episode is Vocabulary and Learning Disabilities. So in some previous episodes, we talked about phonemic awareness and dyslexia, phonics and dyslexia, and that's because dyslexia is very directly impacted by phonological processing disorder, which impacts their phonemic awareness and their phonics. So those skills are very hindered by a dyslexic brain. And there's things we can do about it to support them. So we went into all of that. Now, reading comprehension and vocabulary are impacted by a variety of learning disabilities, as can phonemic awareness and phonics, but dyslexia is not necessarily guaranteed to be impacted or impacting vocabulary development. Um, there's a few different ways that dyslexia can show up and re regarding vocabulary. We're not going to get into any of those details today. I just wanted to mention it. Um, so vocabulary is understanding the meanings of words being said, being read, being both being said or read, you understand the meaning of the word. And in a way that it's useful to you. Now, a lot of kids, you ask them, do you know what this means? And they'll say, yes. And you're like, okay, what does it mean? And they use it in a sentence. You're like, well, that's a, that's a, just an example. What does it mean? And they'll use it in another sentence and they'll use it in another sentence and they'll use it in another sentence and they can never tell you what it means. That is not necessarily a problem, especially for young kids. That just means they understand how to use it. They understand what it means. They just don't understand how to give you a definition. And maybe they don't know synonyms for it, which also demonstrates a limited vocabulary. Because if it's a word like jump, and you're like, what does jump mean? And they start jumping, they can show you what it means. They might use it in a sentence. I jump into the pool. And, you know, more senses about it, but they can't tell you hop, lift my feet off the ground, lift both feet off the ground. They can't, they can't tell you anything else other than how to use it. So it's a clue that their vocabulary might be limited, even if they do know what that particular word means. I hope that makes sense. So vocabulary leads to the ability to comprehend higher level texts um, or whatever text they are reading. If they know the vocabulary, they're going to understand what they're reading. If they don't know the vocabulary being used, they can't understand what they're reading. It's a bunch of gibberish. And like I mentioned, vocabulary can be hindered by some different learning disabilities, um, particularly language processing or language impairments. So what can we do to support vocabulary development in those who are struggling with it? And it's not rocket science. <laughs> we support it by using it ourselves. So when we are using vocabulary, it helps a child to develop their vocabulary. You might want to start incorporating more use of synonyms in the way you speak. So you might automatically want to say, okay, 
after you jump there, then go run there. So remember, you have to start by hopping onto that and then run over there. So you're like, you've said jump and now you've switched to hop. So they know that those two are essentially the same thing. You're, you're replacing your own words with synonyms as you just are talking casually in everyday speech, right? Use vocabulary. Reinforce vocabulary as you read aloud. You can ask them, do you know what that word means? And they might be like, yeah, I think so. You can ask them to share what they know or what they think it means. And if they don't want to share, you can just tell them what it means. Give them examples. Um, help make it real for them, as real as you can make it. Having them go read the definition out of a dictionary is not necessarily the best way for them to learn what the word means. Um, if you don't feel confident in explaining it, then you and then you and your child together can go look at the word in the dictionary together. And learning how to use a dictionary is a great skill, but the like, oh, they don't know how, what the word means, so they have to go look it up every time sometimes becomes like a chore and a punishment and takes away the fun of reading with you. So just be cautious and cognizant of that. Build vocabulary intentionally. So this might be word a day and your word a day might be a program that you subscribe to or a calendar that you buy where you guys just pick a word out of the dictionary every day. It might be games that are very specific to building vocabulary. There are different board games that you have to have a knowledge of vocabulary in order to make use of. So look for those. And personal vocabulary journals is another way to build vocabulary intentionally. You are intentionally journaling about, or like, right, you have their, they have a journal with all of their vocabulary that they personally are taking ownership of that word, that they are understanding what it means. They might copy down a definition. I don't, necessarily want that to be a requirement, but if they're interested, they could, they could write a definition in their own words or in the words that you tell them, or they can just use it in a sentence. Again, we want it to be something that they are creating out of an enjoyment of understanding what words mean. It's a suggestion. It's an option. It's something you can do and model for them requiring it tends to take away the motivation and make it a struggle and not as effective at all. So one of my do nots, do not copy words and definitions from a dictionary. Now, like I kind of alluded to is copying words and definitions from a dictionary in itself is not a problem. Being able to use a dictionary is a great skill that a lot of kids don't have anymore. Um, a lot of us grew up having to know how to use it. It was like a requirement. There were all these activities and skills. And now some classrooms don't even have dictionaries. It is, there's not a lot help that's going on with that. So do not copy words and definitions from a dictionary. Um, but practice dictionary use also. So the, the reason I'm saying don't copy it is because it tends to create a chore 
and it doesn't actually teach the kid what it means. They don't, they don't really wind up understanding it in a real way. So sometimes Googling it is very effective because you'll get a definition and you can click on images and you can get images that demonstrate it. There can be a lot happening there that they can really understand it in a better way. If you are having trouble explaining it to them, or if you want some images to back up what you're saying, then sometimes Googling it works better than a dictionary because dictionary is just words and they sometimes are very stiff and difficult to understand, especially if you've got a, um, a younger child or someone who isn't understanding all of the words that are being used to explain this other word that they don't know. And it's like, if, if you're looking up one word and all the words defining it also don't make sense to you, then it didn't really help you to look it up in the dictionary. So keep that in mind. Don't make it a big thing. But if it's a fun game for your family, like, okay, you get to pick the word out of the dictionary today, go pick whatever word you want and write down the definition and tell it, tell us all what it means. And then your brother is going to write a sentence explaining what, you know, using that word, or we're all going to write a sentence using the word that you picked. You know, that can be very, you know, give them a lot of autonomy and feel like they're really um, important and they've got a job to do and it can be fun. So there are ways to use a dictionary in a fun way. Be careful how you do it though. That's my, that's my caution. Do not complete vocabulary worksheets. Again, vocabulary worksheets in and of themselves is not necessarily a problem, are not necessarily problematic, but they can create this chore feeling. And that's what you're trying to avoid. So some vocabulary worksheets are fun and enjoyable. And if your kid is a kid who likes worksheets, then there's not really a problem. Go for it. Enjoy it, especially if it's a well-designed worksheet. Go for it but don't have vocabulary worksheets be your only source of teaching vocabulary. And that's my biggest reason for cautioning against using it is I don't want that to be how your child learns vocabulary as the primary way. The primary way your child should be learning vocabulary is through talking to you and other people, discussions, conversations, real life action, and reading it in a text and discussing what it is and what it seems to mean and what clues are in the text and all of that richness. That is how children really develop a strong vocabulary, not completing vocabulary worksheets or vocabulary um, activities on a computer or any of that. It's real life stuff. Do not teach the word once and expect your child to know it forever. Just because you told them what that word meant five minutes ago does not mean that they still know what it means because maybe they never really understood what you were saying. They could repeat back what you said for a minute and then it, they lost it and they don't really know what you were meaning. Like they don't really understand it <clears throat> or they forgot they did understand it and now they forgot. So be patient, repeat as much as is needed without being frustrated or telling them that they're just not paying attention or they're being lazy or any of that. All of that kind of verbiage is just harmful. It is not motivating. It is not helpful to them and their vocabulary development or um, intellectual development or anything. But do develop your own vocabulary and use new words around your kids. 
So you might have a word-a-day calendar that's just for you. You let your kids know about the word, but it's it's not it's not focused on them. It's focused on your development. And you can tell them, I learned a new word today. My, the word I learned is this, and it means this. So if you hear me saying it, that's why. I'm trying to practice learning this new word. You're just modeling that we learn new words and develop our own vocabulary. And again, you know I'm huge on modeling. Model curiosity around new words and their meanings. You're reading together. Oh, what is that word? I don't know what, I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know what it means. Let's look that up. So we Google it so we can hear it pronounced, so we can see what it means, so we can see images and all of that. Or going to a dictionary together and figuring out, especially when they're a little bit older, and this is how to figure out what the word, how to pronounce the word. There's a pronunciation guide, and this is what the word means. And here's an example of how it's used in a sentence. How would you use it in a sentence? And how, or, okay, let me think of a way that I would use it in a sentence. And just having those conversations and that curiosity and modeling it. You don't have to require any of it of your kid. If you are modeling it all in your own reading and in what you're reading with them, that is huge. Maybe you're reading the newspaper, you come across a word that you're not sure about, you go look it up. That is powerful. They are seeing you learning vocabulary and that constant learning, which I've said before, Modeling a love of learning is huge in creating a child who has a love of learning. For some kids, intervention with a speech and language specialist may be your best choice. There are kids who have a major difficulty with vocabulary development. They have a speech and language impairment of some type. And consulting with a speech and language pathologist or getting services from a speech and language pathologist might be the best choice. Um, if you're in a public school, ask for a speech and language evaluation. If you're concerned about that, it is not just like the way words are said. A lot of people think it's just that if your child can't speak correctly, that they're mispronouncing, you know, they're like, they're always um, saying w for r, like wed instead of red. That is an aspect of it. It is not the whole thing. They need to understand. They There's also a language aspect of being able to understand words and, and speak sentences and, and all of that. So if you have concerns about any of that, have an evaluation done, ask for services. If you're not in a public school, you might still be able to get services through the public schools, depending on where you live and what the rules are so you can find out. Also, there are speech and language pathologists that are medical and in clinics or private, and you can just pay out of pocket. So there are some options there. If it's something that you're concerned about, you can look into all of those things. Takeaway for today. A strong vocabulary leads to improved reading comprehension and should be fostered intentionally. You can learn how to teach your own struggling learner, whatever your child is struggling with. If you want more help with it, more guidance, more handholding, more very specific strategies that will work just for your child and some modeling where I'm working with your child and you're seeing how that works and then you're taking over. I offer all of that. Email me 
Kimberlyn at decodinglearningdifferences.com and I will help you figure out how to help your child yourself. Um, it also can save a lot of money in the long run because you're not paying for a tutor for endless sessions. Um, we get to where you just understand how to work with your kid and you, you know as much as you need to know in terms of how what strategies are beneficial for your child's specific learning profile. So if you're interested in that, again, email me, Kimberlyn at decodinglearningdifferences.com. I also love it when people email me stories, so please do that also. And I will talk to you again next week.